The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, there's a, um, a part of this Gospel passage that I've been, uh, I've been avoiding most of the weekend. So I'm just going to say two words about it, and then I'm going to get back into uh, the part that I enjoy, <laughs> no, just the part that I prefer to do. Okay, so yeah, this whole like, publicizing the whole matter, not publicizing the whole matter, right? There's, there's a whole bunch of struggle, challenge. Jesus curing the man doesn't want him to say anything to anyone. Show yourself to the priest. Okay, so Jesus has affected the cure. The priest has to declare the man clean. Okay, he, the, the idea that a leper on his, on his own accord, or even, you know, at, at the behest of, a, of a, um, an itinerant preacher or prophet, would, may, would reveal himself to be cleansed and ready for re-entrance into common life as a result of that word. All this activity that we imagine happening here would be, would be uh, say, an event of Jesus, were it to be true that Jesus healed this man and sent him, into, sent him back into common life, and worship, community, and the rest. If he were to have acted that way, it would be clear to everyone in Israel that Jesus was acting, um, say, in, in contradistinction to the temple. He would, have, he would have been bypassing the temple authority. Yeah, so we know that, in fact, there, there are, say, ways of purification taking effect. There are ways to be de declared cleansed or clean and the rest. And that would happen by the priests, the priests who had that temple authority, right? Their, their, their God-given right from the time of Moses on down. Jesus is not yet prepared to be out in front saying, the time of the temple has come to an end. Okay, but that is exactly the message that would have gotten out as the man, the, the healed man, goes out and proclaims his own re-entrance into society. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of things going on there. I don't want to touch them too much more than that. Um, if you want to talk about them, I'd be glad to talk about them. We just have to make time for it. You have to make time for the appropriate discussion. We'll clear out a couple hours or so, and, and, and we'll get into some of the things that we think, that you think, that I think, and what, whatever, as it relates to this passage. Okay, so I want to start by by thinking of this, this setting of a scene, okay? And I know many of you are, are, have the great privilege of receiving my weekly email. And uh, you will have seen that I attached on the, on the weekly email 
the, the healing of a leper uh, from The Chosen, from the, from the series The Chosen. Beautiful, I think, interpretation of, of what, that, what that looks like, what that would have looked like, and, and how the various people would have felt as the whole thing unfolded. Right from the beginning in, of that scene, you get that, um, that tense music. Do you know what I mean? Like the, whether it's the violins or the, or the whatever. You, just, you hear the leper say something, someone shrieks or something like that, and then you go, ooh, like I'm really on edge, right? I'm really on edge because the music is telling me to be on edge, right? So should have had uh, Carl play that for, for us as we were proclaiming the scriptures. Get that on edge music, okay? Because that, this scene takes place in, in that context. There's a lot of on edge uneasy stuff going on in, in this scene. So you remember back to the first reading, right? What was the first reading about? Don't tell, you don't tell me. No, <laughs> Suzanne's ready, okay? No, it was two minutes ago. Okay, so anyway, it was about leprosy laws, okay? It was about leprosy laws. So how are, how are lepers to, to act, how they're supposed to live, say, um, by virtue of the fact that they have what may be a contagious skin disease, Yes, so maybe Hansen's disease, right, or something of the sort. So they are to, we saw any number of things, they're to have torn garments. Yeah, they're to, um, said, muffle the beard. Yeah, very sensitive to anything to do with the beard, you know, but they have to muffle the beard. What does it mean? I was like, what does this mean, muffle the beard? Okay, so the idea is that they will be covered from like their nose down. Okay, so what, they're masking up, right? We've, see, we've seen that ourselves. We, Maybe we should call it muffle the beard, you know, I don't, I don't know, anyway, don't touch the beard. Okay, so, um, so you have that, you have that, and then they're supposed to be, at least they're supposed to keep 50 paces away, and they're supposed to yell out, unclean, unclean, as they go, right? And many of them ring a bell or whatever it may be. Okay, so you have to give notice of the fact that you're unclean. Okay, and then we see actually in the passage, before I get to that, we see in the passage any number of times, okay, if you wish, you can make me clean, Okay. Jesus says, be made clean. The leprosy left him. He was made clean. So clean, clean. Everyone's like concerned about being clean. This is not, this is not contemporary modern hygiene, right? It's not that. It has some ties to that, but it's, it's not that. Clean and unclean was the distinction that mattered as it related to your being able to stand in the presence of God. Okay, your being able to participate in the life of worship and the reading of the scriptures, and the offering of sacrifices, and the rest. If you're not clean, you cannot do that. Okay? And because, those, because so many of those events, the offering of sacrifice, the prayers, the reading of the scriptures, and the rest, they're, they're public common acts, it, the, the amassing of people in the space, in, in, say, particularly, particularly small and unventilated spaces, but the amassing of people in particular spaces, the, the presence of someone who's unclean will be a massive threat. And in fact, not to be dealt with, had to be dealt with on the outside of that. And there were, ways to, there were ways to deal with it. Some of them were more cumbersome than others. But the point is that you had to be clean. You had to be clean as a to, to be able to participate in the holiness of God. Okay, so God sets his people apart for his purposes. The ma their maintenance of their, say, clean status allows them to serve God as his people. They're not contaminated by the idols of the world. They're not contaminated by, say, the rituals of the world. They're not, they're not contaminated by false worship. And they're made clean for right worship. Okay, so this is, this is all going on here. Clean, unclean, and the rest. 
how should, how should this scene have started? Right? From the leper's point of view, how should the scene have started? Well, he should have been on the scene crying out, unclean. He should have had his beard muffled. He should have been wearing torn garments. I think well, perhaps, perhaps he was. Perhaps he was. We don't hear a lot of it. The thing comes on us really quickly. And all of that together is supposed to make us feel very uncomfortable. Right? Okay. The, so the leper is not done what he is supposed to have been doing. What about Jesus and his band? What are they up to? Well, they're in the early stages of this kingdom of God proclamation, right? He is, he is the anointed king of the Jews. He's there to renew Israel and so restore the world. He is, he is supposed to be then the man of holiness par excellence because he not, only stand, he not only can stand in the presence of God, he also has authority over the temple itself. And here comes a leper. Yeah, and the whole, his whole crew would have just been on edge the entire time thinking, don't do that. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm worse than that, right? They were, and you can see, I think, in the dra dramatic reproduction, in the, in, the, uh, in the Chosen, they say, stay away, like, keep, keep that guy away. And even to the point, you know, if they had to, they would go out and, and take that guy away so as to not have him co come in contact with Jesus. As soon as, as soon as this man of unclean status comes in contact with any of them, they're all rendered unclean. Then they can't participate in the life of worship, community, and the rest. The king, in, in other words, the kingdom of God proclamation comes to an end, a very abrupt end. Just Say just one, by the status of being unclean, but two, by the possibility of their contracting this disease. Right? Is, is God's anointed king going to, going to attract, uh, contract this disease? This is, way, this is way too much of a risk. Right? And would thwart not only their purposes, but God's purposes as well. They want nothing to do with this. They want nothing to do with this man at all. Okay? Now, Jesus, in coming in contact, say, loose contact with a, with a leper, he could quite easily have said as well, hey, stay 50 paces away, please. You know, like, I've got, I really do have serious business to do. And it'd be better if you just stay 50 paces away and fo let's follow the law, right? Because, of course, it's good and God-given. It's, it's given to us by Moses, promulgated by Moses. Let's just observe it, okay? Just for the sake of it. Stand over there. I'll say the word. You'll be cured. We can each go in, our, in his own direction, right? It's not what happens at all. He allows the encroachment. He allows the encroachment. Now think, I mean, think of the man. Yet there are, there are layers of this, there are layers of separation between him and, say, common life, but between him and Jesus. Right? There are any number of barriers that are preventing him from entering his presence. Yet this, this uncleanness that he's contracted, the disease, the uh, alienation that he's suffered, and perhaps even become habituated to, right? I'm living on the outside of society. I'm going to pick up all the habits of living outside of society, which is perhaps one of the reasons why he doesn't follow all the rules. You know, it's like, he, what is it? He doesn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't live with anybody. He doesn't have to follow rules. There are no rules except he has to stay away from everybody. And yet, in, in, the, in the midst of that situation, in the midst of that context, he is going to go to Jesus and we see why, right? He's, this is what he said. It's an amazing statement of faith. 
And it's one that I would hope that we could all kind of drum up in ourselves. If you wish, you can make me clean. That's so simple. Right? He knows the power that's at work in Jesus. Yeah, even given all that separation, alienation, the burden of shame and guilt and, and the rest, right? This all, you know, mounted on top of him. He still perseveres, pushes through, pushes against society and the rules of culture and all the rest. He pushes through to Jesus because he has to get to Jesus. Okay? And he, and he puts himself at his disposal, right? Say, here, here I am. If you wish, you can make me clean. Yeah, he knows that Jesus has what he needs. I do will it be made clean. But more than that, you know, I, I skipped a little part, didn't I? Moved with pity. Okay, we see this, and I, we'll do some textual uh, criticism later, but moved with pity. You know, again, this is that, this is that great word. We're getting into splanknizomai. Again, the Greek word splankna is the guts. Okay, Jesus moved in his guts. He's moved in his guts. How many times we, we think we persevere? Yeah? We push through in prayer to Jesus. We're bringing him our hearts. We're throwing down our lives before him, saying, okay, Lord, this is it. This is it. And we walk away from the encounter like, it didn't mean much to him. You know, like it, it meant everything to me. I gave him everything I had, but I didn't, I, I didn't feel the presence. No, he is moved in his guts. He's moved in his guts for us. The four hours, there's us pity. He's stirred. I mean, one of the, We'll look at the word some other time. Again, another four-hour discussion. But there, one of the words that's, that's placed here for, for pity is actually indignation. Jesus has indignation, probably at the brokenness of the world, right? And the, the suffering of the man. He, but either way, whether it's indignation or pity, he's going to act. He's moved in his guts. He's going to act. And what does he do? He doesn't just heal with a word. He touches the untouchable. Yeah, I don't like to be touched, okay? But I even recognize, even I recognize in this situation, right? Not just like you, you don't like to be touched or you're not touched, but you're untouchable. You cannot be touched. You cannot be touched. I don't think we can even imagine it, right? They say that babies who don't get touched, they die. Yeah, it's so important to us. We don't realize it. We're kind of even now, we're rubbing shoulders with someone. You know, we're, we're getting touched. No, he can't be touched. He's untouchable. And you can see Jesus reaching out his hand. So the act, the, the, that fully human act of Jesus to say, I do will it. It's not just a touch, you know. It's not just a little slap or something. He's, I do will it, right? Just so we know that the, 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 we know the whole intentionality of his action. He is going to do it, perceive, our, and he wills it. So, okay, for us, yeah, in, in our places where we perceive our, ourselves to be untouchable, I say in, in our sin, right, in our self-caused alienation, in all the things that separate us from right, from right worship and from, say, loving community, Jesus can touch us, and he wills to do it. He wants to do it, and he will make us clean in the act to allow us to stand in the presence of God and offer ourselves to him entirely in praise and to pour ourselves out in his service. He makes us clean, right? Especially in those places that we would rather hold back from him. We have to push everything in. We have to go totally with him. Okay, just one little, one little last piece, okay? Because 
here we see, we see how that scene un unfolds. It's, it's a very tense scene. Thank God we see like the, the reverse contagion of grace, right? We think perhaps, oh, okay, Jesus might become unclean by the touch, but in fact, he's rendering everything clean, right? This, this wave of renewal is, is uh, emanating from him. We think, but, you know, ah, did it come too easy for the God-man? You know, did it come too easy for him? Oh, yeah, easy enough, Jesus. I do will it touch the guy, and, you know, you know nothing bad's going to happen anyway, right? So he's going to affect the cure for what ails us. Until we read the last little part, right? Did we catch it? He says, he remained Jesus, remained outside in deserted places. Jesus remained outside in deserted places. Remember how the first reading ended? Right? The leper is to remain outside the camp. So Jesus, in effecting the cure, suffers our punishment. He suffers our, he suffers our affliction. He bears our burden. That's no small suffering for him. Right? That Jesus then remained outside in deserted places. Well, people kept coming to him from everywhere. Yeah, we, gotta, we have to also have that mentality. Yeah, we're, we are the lepers going to affect. We are they who, who need healing, and we need strength. We need renewal, and Jesus is going to affect it. He's willing to suffer with us on the way. You ever think, man, I don't, I don't really do God justice. You know, he's called me into his service. I'm not giving him a great name. I'm praying that every day, hallowed be thy name, but I realize how far short I'm falling. He is willing to suffer the consequences of having called us. And he's ever more eager to effect the cure so that we can get about, not only here as we see the leper goes forth, making that proclamation, the kingship of Jesus, the goodness of God that is made alive in him, the, the effecting of the cure for what ails us, that we get to make that proclamation then, not only with our lips, but also with our hearts and our lives.